My spidey sense is tingling. He's the host that will crucify you for only getting four hours of sleep, but then socially castrate you when you fall asleep on his uh, couch. He's slim. This is the Paper Cake Show, episode 240. Welcome to this show. Papercake.com, three BFFs get together. You know, when they're not watching UFC fights on Periscope, huddled around someone's phone. Uh, they do a podcast together. And they do a book club. This week, Mark M., Frank Quitely, Jupiter's Legacy. And then we'll read your letters live to close out the show. Letters at paperkeg.com. Uh, we have three hosts. We've recovered. We took some time off after the biggest, if I can pull back the kimono, biggest episode of the year. By far. The numbers. I mean, the raw silk paper keg kimonos are on order. You know, Patreon supporters get first pick four sizes. I mean, that's not true. We'll have some kind of uh, pants, pantalones. (laughs) Uh, Last week, we had a long thought dead host return to the show. The numbers skyrocketed. I mean, the proof is in the podcast pudding. We'll just put it out there right now. Uh, Three remaining hosts. One is uh, VP of merch. He controls, you know, everything. The money's... The shirts. He's, you know, cutting deals behind the scenes with like Google Play podcasts. He hasn't got us on Spotify yet, but Dale underscore, welcome back. Yeah, you know, I'm the guy who, uh, you know, opens up Spotify and he just types in the, the search, the search bar podcast because it's it's like shut off to me somehow. There's some sort of gated barrier to entry. I don't even. It's like. Let's give him the version of Spotify you can't even find podcasts on. Uh, lucky me. You know, I give them my hard-earned money every month. Uh, family plan. And, uh, you know, what's my money? That's a good question. Sounds like we're not getting on Spotify anytime soon, but we appreciate the effort, Dale, as always. If I can't, uh, if I Google something, I can't get a, an answer within the first top three uh replies or the google search i'm probably not going to research it any further <laughs> final host uh you know we had a gathering at my home some dear friends mm. my brother his fiance was over jonesy came over we watched the ufc's we played board games jonesy made himself comfortable conked out on the couch while we were watching x files to close out the evening welcome back Writer. No, I'm pretty okay. sure that episode is called Swarm. All right. Second of all, you know, you harangue me for getting a terrible amount of sleep. My family is uh, away for the weekend. So I decided, hey, I'm going to sleep 
and then I find my sweet mug plastered all over social media. Slim. E2 the pe- Slim? The people demanded it. They wanted to see your <laughs> mug. From what I understand, wa- there were six or seven practice shots before that final <laughs> one hit uh, the ether. Yeah, he had to get the tips of his feet just right in the picture, but I'm sure that was the longest know, not part too much, to not get too like much. my flared nostril and your shoes yeah. in the you same. You know how frame. hard it is to get the tips of your feet, you know, posed just right for those kind of photos. <laughs> it's difficult. It does take six tries. You can you consult my Google photos for it. You should see me trying to take a, my uh, New Balance eight and a half wides over my gut and still have it proportionate to the shot. Good, my fat stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one Jonesy. I'm wondering. Well, once Slim fired up the X Files, did you knew? Did you know it was the end? Like, did you know the end was that I was what I was a uh, circling the bowl? <laughs> yeah. so to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so did you know say. you were going to fall asleep? Essentially, like if my wife puts on, uh, you know, something one of our shows, I know I'm pretty much going to fall asleep two minutes in. No, I, you know, I've been watching season one X Files, so I was kind of like into what they were doing, but it had been one of those times where just the sleep debt caught up with me. Mm. And I, know. I knew it was in a safe place that I didn't have to wake up for anybody. So I was like, yeah. let me just throw this knit blanket on and see what happens. Yeah. And, you have, uh, you have uh, red in your sleep ledger. <laughs> <laughs> and more props to Jonesy, too, because those couches that we got are extremely uncomfortable. I I mean, you were out. I hate those couches. We had to get them to fill space in that room, but you were out. When you are chronically sleep-deprived, you'll find you can sleep almost anywhere. Yeah, that episode of the X-Files was not good either. The one with like the alien uh, bugs that were inside of a tree. Mm. Let's just say it was not compelling television. (laughs) Sure. Sure, sure. Uh, and and you know, I don't. I, we did watch some UFC. That was a big part of the evening. We love the UFC, the Kalaski House. Do I even say my last name on the show? I guess that doesn't matter. Oh, I don't know. We, <laughs> you can go back and bleep it in post. <laughs> uh, and then we have big news too. Just a reminder: bottom of the hour, Jupiter's legacy. Mark M. No one knows how to pronounce his last name. M I L L A R. Who knows? It's up in the air. Jury's out. Mellier, I think one of his best. One of his big mini series. We'll get into it. That's our book club this week. Superhero stuff. If you're into Mm. that, blood. We are. But uh, this Saturday, I don't know when this show is going to post. Maybe it'll happen already. I don't know. Who knows with the schedule we got going on? Jonesy can't make it. Signs are clear cut. Uh, You know, the schedule is going to be jagged at best (laughs) for the next 250 episodes. We, you know, we agreed early on we were going to do 240 episodes of a podcast, <laughs> and we're just going to see what happened after that. That was the agreement. We cut our index fingers, and we touched like Bono and Tim Cook. Slim's Google Calendar alert actually just reminded me of that fact earlier that just remember the pact ends tonight. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, this Saturday, myself, Just Dave, former host of the show, guest host, and Dale underscore will be attending... Old Time Wrestling in South Jersey, so Saturday jealous. night, 7 p.m. So jealous. Oh. The, uh, the program entitled Guilty as Sin. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. It is going to be dynamite. I am so excited to go, you know, really let loose mm-hmm. before uh, 
before I end up sounding like uh, Judy Garland deranged in her house, making recordings in her basement uh, alone. I need a release. Dale's, Dale's going to get arrested. Saturday. He's going to run into that ring. He's going to have enough of his life. He's going to go in there and start clotheslining people and then get carted out of there in some kind of mm-hmm. insane rig. Everybody is probably going to think it was like the best setup and bit ever for old time wrestling, but now it's just going to be me, right? Like letting loose. And you know what we have to do if you guys want to make this regular thing is go get the fights at the Armory up here in Philadelphia. Is that legal? Or they is have uh, like they have military they have military uh, weight class boxing. They have some MMA. They have uh, wrestling. They have some sort of schedule. One of the guys uh, that I work with, Lex Luglow, is a <laughs> is a fighter. That's his, that's the name he goes by. <laughs> that's I think not you a can real probably name. Probably Google him. No, I'm pretty sure that's his stage name. But Ludlow, Lex Ludlow. <laughs> like, well, this uh, this old time wrestling. I tried to find videos online of like what it looks like or photos. There's a scant few, but what I did mm. see, there's like maybe twenty people at these shows. They have them every every weekend, two two o'clock Weekend. and sometimes seven p.m. Yeah, the big monthly so shows. There's one a month, that's in the evening. I mean, really start. Like, we got to bring a presence to this thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. We got to feel like we're just filling up several rows. People come on out. You know, PK starts sponsoring one guys, of these things. Guys, guys, PK probably warm like up two dollar popcorn there, dollar hot dogs. Oh, oh man, and the popcorn's on like a paper sack. Like not a bot or yes, like those old time exactly. cartons. One of the wrestlers just keeps the the carton of paper sacks in the back of his car <laughs> all the time. Never leaves, removes it. Probably PK. works at a popcorn company, and that's there's some kind of connection <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, Dale, I need you to put this in your ledger. PK Adidas warm up suits. Oh my god, you got it. You got it. Get it. Get it done. Get it on there. Maybe the PK is also in white. Like just the black and white label on the shoulder patch and Adidas on you know on the breast like normal. Mm-hmm. You feeling me right now? Yeah, what Dale will do? He'll so. he'll he'll communicate with our design team. He'll mm-hmm. you know he'll work up yeah. some mocks and make a make a deck to show everybody, and then we'll go with it. I'll get the you know I'm gonna get the deck out and the Pantone colors, and before I uh, call up my merch guy, who's you know. ran out of steam at the end of that story i did i was you know should we should we move into uh mark m's jupiter's legacy do we have any more nuggets we wanted to get to before we moved into the book club of the week no no life nuggets i'll tell you uh i mean threw it out there slim kalowski you're you are welcome to a hop on in i texted jonesy earlier Midnight showing of Captain America three. Oh, I'm Anyone? in. I'm done. That's mm-hmm. put it in the history books. I will be there. <laughs> Though I did start uh, Jonesy. There may be some relief. I did see that uh, it comes out. I think on a Friday, but there are there are like seven o'clock and ten o'clock showings on a Thursday. So we might be gold. Seven be old. p.m. on Thursday. Yeah, that's not midnight. Yeah. What happened to the old midnight deal for these things? People get yeah, too they old? started like cheating and releasing them the evening of the day before to like pad the numbers or something. I don't know. I'm sure mm. there's like 
phrasing, but we're going to work it out. Uh, tickets don't go on sale until Thursday. Probably this will be posted anyway. But Why we'll aren't we doing What's... a midnight showing of Batman vs. Superman? That's where the money's at, guys. BVS. That comes out Beavis. later in this month. Am I right? Comes out in like three weeks, I think. Two, oh, man. Why don't we do it? PK goes. PK we in her warm-up suit goes to BVS. We'll get our warm-up suits together. We'll do some kind mm-hmm. of like secret handshake in the auditor- in the lobby of the movie theater. People will like see us, and I'll be like holding the line, and then you guys will come up, and I'll do the handshake, and then you could like hop right in line with us. Yeah, with <laughs> that's me. actually part of the handshake. It's like that. It's the hop. The guy bends over. We hop over him, and get bent <laughs> over, and then that guy hops over the next two. That's the handshake. Yeah. <laughs> It's very intricate. I mean, we'll have to post uh, the uh, diagrams in the show notes. I'll research that tomorrow if I have any uh, gas left in the chamber. Yeah, after you exhausted most of it with that Spotify search, I think. Mm. This pickle nift is not happening tonight. What about the uh, pickle nift news that Dale brought? Just a reminder, Jupiter's legacy right around the corner. Uh, Twitch apparently in the next Xbox update will broadcast the entire party audio, so we could in theory mm. do some kind of Twitch game show. Twitch pickle nifting, we that could be fun if it picks up the entire audio chat. I remember we've tried maybe for uh, I tried ten minutes. There was somebody watching just me, just picking up my audio with, with the three of us playing Titanfall, and it was. Uh, it might have been Jim Lind, actually, and he only heard me talking. But it would be a, kind of a game changer to pick up the audio. You know? We what could just record game? us talking instead of podcasting from now on. The next 250, we could call it. We could try to do a book club while we play some kind of game. <laughs> That'd be amazing. What game would we uh, play? Tell. Uh, so I mean, soured, off the top of my head. You soured on Titanfall, so that's out. Right, uh, yeah. Uh, Rocket League, I'd be mm. game four. Maybe Destiny, we liked. But um, why are we not playing Titanfall anymore? Dale, there... Dale's, Dale threw in the towel. He's kind of done with that game. Yeah, just I'm not a I'm not a player versus player kind of. What if we're on the same team? Yeah. Yeah, Team Paper Keg. Team Paper Keg Dale at the bottom. <laughs> Of the list. Well, Jonesy, Jonesy's like a Titans. ringer. He plays at like 3 a.m. <laughs> his rank is like through the roof. He's yeah. destroying people as if he, you know, it's like his job to play Titanfall. Right. Like he's elite. Well, because, he's ranked. Be- because if Jonesy's going to get into something, he's going to get all the way into it. Like he's not going to be just a guy playing. He's going to be a pro. Mm-hmm. So you give him, he's like Lieutenant Data or or a deadly friend. Like once he gets into it just a tiny bit he's going to master it and then he'll start like just showing you up titanfall stay tuned the update's not out yet right that's like a fall update or what is that no it's coming it's coming in the next week oh okay yeah can't make my xbox any slower than it is right now tell you what (laughs) What? it's really it's junk now i mean what are they doing over there current i can't figure out the current the update that they added with like the party chat on the left you, you, oh, the like whole, when you try to like yeah. load that party chat thing, it takes like 10 seconds. It's junk. Sorry to hear that. I didn't yeah. uh, know you were... I have the... I, I don't think he listens, but recently friended a guy that was uh, a husband of my wife's co-worker. Every time I hop on, he's trying to party chat with me. 
look, I'm not like <laughs> I had to. I have to start appearing offline because I can't have this guy stalking me hmm. just to hop on and like if I'm playing single player campaign or something, I'm trying to watch Diablo do, three. Play this, Diablo three Wolfenstein. I'm trying to finish, and uh, you know this guy just wants to talk my ear off. Not my bag. Did you play like party chat games with him before, or is this like no, his never. first entrance into? Let's get into it. Yeah, never. He uh, I mean, we, maybe we, we were, were Xbox friends long yeah. ago. <laughs> we're not twenty five anymore on Xbox. Twenty. I'd Honestly, say there. Yeah. Were, even if I were on, there's maybe a six to seven percent chance that either of you would want to start a chat with me if we know and like each other. This, Allegedly, if I can be frank right now, Gen Z, zero percent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's playing the same game, which is well, no, I would go. I have zero. I have zero opportunity to chat anybody on the Xbox unless it's like eleven o'clock at night. If I'm in yeah, there, exactly five p.m., I got them. You know, the family waiting for me to play, eat dinner. I got to weasel in a quick twenty minute something, or I'm watching a, a nap. That's what I use. There's my Xbox no time. For. Who has this kind of life where they're just chatting people on Xbox? Young people. And if, and if it's Friday or Saturday night and it's uh, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I'm logging in. Guess what? Daddy's cracking open a beer and just uh, fading on into the sunset. You might see my Xbox on. You might see me on it. But uh, you know, I'm barely coherent at this point. <laughs> I just imagine you booting up Skyrim, having four beers, and having like a drunken argument with your character. I, I believe that's be like, happened in that basement. It'd be like the Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man playing Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> no, just me. Probably making fun of your character is good. <laughs> We need to get in the book club right now. We're running out of tape. We need to get That's in the book club. One. Jonesy, what is our book club? What's it about? Please. Do you remember? So the <laughs> legacy, yeah, we did read what feels like nine weeks ago now. The Legacy of Jupiter, Jupiter's Legacy, Mark Millar, Frank Quitely, and perhaps his most stunning art to date. Uh, let me unfold this tale for you. Uh, stock market crashes, 1929. Some people just give up, go to soup kitchens, not Sheldon Sampson. He, uh, what do you call it, charters a uh, pirate ship to take him deep into the uh, the ocean where he's had prophetic dreams of a mystery island. Uh, he and his group of friends, uh, you know, calling themselves the Union. You know, they love the United States. They think the United States is the best. So, representing the Union, uh, they go to this island, they find a door to, uh, presumably, Jupiter, where they find uh, a couple aliens, and the aliens, guess what? Here's superpowers, guys. Go fix your planet. You know, fast forward to modern day, and the planet looks a lot like it does now. It's not fixed. You know, the Union decided they would just be classic superheroes. They wouldn't step in. Uh, never got involved in politics, and the world generally unfolds um, uh, to where we are now, uh, the same political structures and whatnot, but now the superheroes have all second and third generation kids, all have powers, all are social media junkies, you know, uh, sexed up, uh, alcoholic, uh, hipster kids, and um, so what does that mean for the future? You know, they have some some puppet master, what's that? They like Xbox party chatting. Yeah. They're like, so, uh, you know, one of the union guys go just wants to play uh, Peggle at 4 a.m. 
And uh, one of these new generation kids is just like constantly bombarding his inbox with uh, chat invitations. So the the elder statesman of the group pretty much lays down the law that there is zero interference with uh, the worldwide political climate to which his kind one of the original members takes uh, issue with because he thinks you know the economy is it's going to crash and uh, as it did and the world's going to going into turmoil but he's so super intelligent that he can steer the planet in the right path so he orchestrates uh, a coup de gras and they end up killing the Superman of Jupiter's legacy universe. And the son of Superman basically imposes his super will on the uh, the entire planet. And the book ends with the grandson of that Superman, imbued with all the superpowers, kind of becoming a new light for an even newer generation. And there you have it, the legacy of Jupiter. Jupiter, Jupiterian aliens giving Earthlings powers. I just fired up the wiki for Jupiter's legacy, and I hope I was close. It is strangely huge. The Wikipedia for this page is longer wow. than most Wikipedias I've ever encountered. Possibly, like, there's got to be some kind of, There's got to be some kind of marketing plan behind this wiki because it is intense. What's the uh, Wikipedia page for Judy Garland's ramblings into a microphone? It's just a GIF of you, I think, in your basement firing up the Xbox. Like, lay yeah. on us, Jupiter's Legacy, Dale underscore A. Oh, man, this was... he, Mark Miller. I'm going to stick to Mark Miller. You used to say Mark, Mark Miller until you got gun shy one day. Somebody called you out on it, Slim, and then you're, you're afraid to say it. I'm going to say Mark Miller. Okay. I'm going to tweet him. I'm going to tweet him uh, when I when I think of it. Not now, but um, yeah. So I had no idea beyond the cover of issue one. I had no idea about what this book was about, which was cool. But it's such a great concept. Uh, the utopians spoiled a brat rich kids and their attitudes like feel so self-righteous and feel like the world owes them that and it like and it turns around and kind of bites them heartbreakingly enough the utopian you know the superman of this world as jonesy says dies i mean i love this this arc and it was like it's the first arc in this bigger story, obviously. I mean, the cliffhanger at the end is just bananas, but the fact that there's so much growth in the characters and the story in the first arc, like, especially the the growth of, like, I guess you would call her, like, the Paris Hilton or the Kim Kardashian of the book, mm-hmm. the Utopian's daughter, who's so, like, uppity and... She's a clubber, and she she's entitled to everything, but she becomes pregnant by like basically a supervillain who's just kind of like a regular guy with a with a superpowered artifact. But the fact that she becomes pregnant and she just like grows as to so much as a person that by the end of the book, she's really like stepping it up to protect her son and their little like family. 
I mean, it was so. I don't know. It was all. It was all cool. Like this. You like you really wanted to believe that Utopian's brother had like did have the master plan, but it's all just coming back to bite him in the a because he's an awful at planning <laughs> world. Dom- like he's awful at Utopian society. I guess. So, I, I feel like Mark Millar's uh, greatest strength is taking something that has it factor planning the movie trilogy and writing the first movie as a comic like in the pitch room i feel like it's let's give the rich kids of instagram superpowers and see where it goes it's a three you know a three-part trilogy and let's make the first movie a comic book and see who bites and you have jupiter's legacy and you know some people might detract him for that and say that's hackneyed but you know i'll be darned if it but isn't so entertainable and it's so it's entertaining. yeah absolutely and, and from cover to and cover. maybe because of the because of the time we are in we know the rich kids of instagram like you just said i knew exactly what you're talking about but we kind of know like we can relate to that because it's so prevalent in like pop culture and on the tv and in the media those those kind of those kind of people are like thrown in our faces every day we know right and so you can easily set yourself as an onlooker in this world people that are forced to go about their business every day really paying no mind to these super people and because they're not involved in politics they're like uh false idols they aren't changing the world in a way that we would presume real people with powers would Mm-hmm. Here now, so it, like to your point, super relatable drink. The I remember buying. I think I bought the first or second issue. Or did I buy it? I remember this one. I think was twenty thirteen. It came out. And I can't remember. There was some like weird hold up with this not being digital or was digital because I think it was still early in Miller's thoughts oh, yeah. on digital comics. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, so I don't think maybe I read it until like way later or something, but the cover, the first issue really, it doesn't tell the whole story of like the series because I think you only really follow the younger versions of these children for the first two or three issues. And then it shifts into, you know, eight years, six years later or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a bit, and a big part of the first issue was uh, Samson back in time, like ten or twelve pages of him, like trying to find the island. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I just totally didn't realize that it fast forwarded at all. But even so, the ba- like Samson's background, I was like, man, I really want to read more about their life as superheroes. And apparently, you can. I think there's a series out now where you can read their kind of early adventures, mm-hmm. and. Um, I was totally um, smitten with the the second half of the series where the daughter becomes the protagonist. I didn't expect that. I didn't know what to think after the brother joined up with the uncle to then try to create his utopian society because he thought he knew it all, the uncle. And then this dopey son was just going to go along with it. But the second half, I, I loved, and I mean, if you've been listening to the last 100 episodes, you probably know why, but just following the the daughter's growth into a different mm-hmm. person out of her youth, who was, you know, heavy into drugs or whatever, and now she, she's, she, now she has a family in the, in the present day, 
and her she's needed to keep her son and husband hidden from her brother and you know their cronies so they've been living in australia and then but all the while the son has been like secretly honing his superpowers you know against his parents wishes and then there's an amazing like 10 page side story of the son doing his best to show that he doesn't have superpowers so like kids are beating him up he's <laughs> and his parents losing are so excited. soccer yeah, and his parents are like heaping praise on him as if he got an A plus. Like he gets beat up, and his dad comes around the corner and it's like, oh, "Great job, son! That is just <laughs> you. You did so well." And they're like high fiving, and it's just like a, a funny, tender moment between him and his dad, which I'd never seen before. Um, because remember, in in Man of Steel, which I just watched, he's like the Clark is kind of like bummed that he has to, you know hide from his powers and he's sad about it so totally different angle which was really entertaining and the final issue was perfect absolutely perfect miller just has this uncanny ability i mean he could this could have been an alternate idea of jonesy's pitch this all could have been like his pitch superheroes their kids are idiots they don't do anything with their (laughs) powers but then they grow up and I have this amazing scene in mind where the mom protects the family and you're going to, it's going to knock your socks off. Like that's his whole, and then he wrote in between everything because the scene where they've tracked them down, they tracked down the family in Australia because the kid did something. I can't remember what, Oh, the, the school bus, they, they set up the kid. They do like a faux bridge explosion. Yeah. And there's a scene where the kids on the school bus, um, tell the boy like hey you there's a there's an explosion on you know there's someone says going on right now in the news you need to leave and the kid's like uh what are you talking about <laughs> and these girls you know know that he's got these superpowers so they tell him to go help them which and then as soon as he leaves the girls are like not a word of this to anybody to the other kids which i thought was another perfect moment in this book it totally was because they and they say that to the kids who were bullying him the entire time and like beating him up and making fun of him and they're just like okay yeah like we can't <laughs> yeah that was i mean that's just like a- their whole bully world just came crashing down around them like they thought they were alpha but like in that split second in that panel they're just like oh man like man mm-hmm. we better straighten up quick and so this leads to like you know the the you know the the, um, the one villain turned hero and the government who just tracks down all these superheroes eventually finds the mother and the son and he's like about to take on the son and then you know it's just this beautiful everything is pitch perfect about this battle mm-hmm. against the son he gets beat up and then the and then there's even like a I can't it's been a week since I read it and I wish I screenshotted it but. The main villain is like, you know, your mother can't hear you crying for help right now. And then <laughs> they just start showing these clips of like locales where like trash is up in the air or water is like <laughs> blown up into the air like yeah, something yeah. fast is flying through and she appears. That This was one of those fabled moments where I did my fist pump while reading in public. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like magic. It was absolute magic, that scene. Yeah, and, it, and especially after, you know, they set they set her character up as being like this snotty ne'er do well, and then she like you find out that the 
that she's like been sleeping and having like this torrid relationship with this supervillain, which is like a big no-no. And if the Utopian found out, and then she's got to break it to him that she's pregnant with his child, and you and and they don't pursue like anything after that until years later but it turns out like you expect this huge blow up like something's going to go wrong especially because the utopian confronts this supervillain kid and he's like you're never going to see my daughter again we're going to raise this kid uh, my wife and I and you just expect like a total turn like he's going to just uh, turn evil or or the daughter's going to like run away or something but it just turns out that they've been trying for eight years to just be normal and loving and raise their kid and it was it was just a cool turn of events to see that there's still this family unit that are that's together despite all the odds against them and then they just uh when they like on the turn of an ear as soon as they realize that their kid's in trouble they're like covers blown let's just go protect our son how about when the dad came to out of nowhere to help out in that big fight he like transports that train into oh the yeah, soldiers. yeah oh god i actually really enjoyed how uh samson's character was almost very um kingdom come supermanish or like silver age superman but like in present day and i felt like that was probably what he was shooting for or the golden age superman where you know, what would that Superman be like in like 2016? How would he perceive things? And he probably would be dated. He wouldn't want them to try to mm-hmm. mold, you know, present day into to what they thought would be better. So do you think it was a direct homage to Kingdom Come? Because when Hutch comes to see Samson at the mechanic shop, he's wearing like coveralls and a ponytail and glasses. And I want to think that's the exact same outfit Clark wore when he was like re-terraforming Kansas. Mm. Maybe, maybe, maybe like a slight nod. I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but even then, I thought the story of them trying to make their utopia like they win, they kill you know the Superman character, they kill his wife in a really gruesome scene, so they're able to do his plan like his genius plan was like i can make the world better we don't have to live on you know gas gasoline all the oil like i have plans this will work and i thought the really cool part was it didn't work and like Mm -hmm. literally everything was the same and there were certain points of the story where things happened that like oh world war ii like all that stuff still happened in their timeline, even though there were superheroes. So like, even if as they were existing before their utopia plan, like time still happened, like they didn't change anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's the, uh, it's the way that Miller and quietly were able to show that even though he had all these bright ideas, the only thing that the uh, the leaders of the new world could do is just like start exerting more control on the population to kind of like fit their uh, their picture of what how perfect society should be. Like they start introducing these this new technology in this new way, and it doesn't start to work. So they just like start forcing the people to kind of uh, accept the the way it's done and exerting their their force and controlling the population more to just 
to just kind of prove to themselves that it works, like even though they're completely in denial about the entire thing and it's just like a crap world to be in now. Mm-hmm. But the... Yeah, I mean, it was just it's just a fantastic setup, and the way it, it, the cliffhangers ending is just amazing. Well, the the interesting thing about us reading it now and a collected and not worrying about anything because we didn't read it when it came out, but apparently, the fourth issue came out January first, twenty fourteen, and the fifth and final issue didn't come out until January of the next year. Wow! So there was a year in between the those two issues. That's crazy. That's good that we waited for the claim. I know. I wonder what we would have thought if we had, you know, been there when it had come Mm -hmm. out. And uh, I remember before this came out, they were talking about um, they were going to do a different release schedule to, like, accommodate quietly because I think it was every six weeks when it came out. Hmm. And, And I guess that didn't really work out too well for them in the end. I mean, I I just, it's, such an interesting picture to paint that basically if you picture the utopian as superman the nobody on his justice league they all resented him and they they thought his ideals and uh methods were so dated that nobody could stand him and they they got to the point where they all just killed him and his wife like to just ha- remove him from the picture finally they're all sick of the way he uh i guess he, maybe he was too controlling but for a good reason as it turns out but they were so sick of his like goody goody crap that like that's the per- that's i don't know it's just like a perfect updating of you know today's superhero i guess yeah they didn't need in much today's society. coaxing from uh no, they did the uncle walter i think um, which makes me wonder about the second half. Like I, I felt like this was like near perfect for me. The, the, the first half, there's a planned six through 10. I don't know when that's coming out. Um, because this one schedule mm-hmm. release schedule is so odd, but I wonder what the sixth, the, the second book is about. And I'm wondering because they teased his existence. Um, the boy, the, the father's, the super villain father, I wonder if he'll come back oh. and help out mm-hmm. because I, I'm, I'm oh, assuming be cool. the second book is them like rounding up his supervillain friends that probably aren't supervillains anymore. They're just been in hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, but they dropped a lot of seeds about that that supervillain. Like he, I guess he was. What's the counterpart for Superman's villain? Like who would that character be? You think? Like maybe Lex oh. Luthor. Yeah, me. Yeah, I guess Zod. Terrible. Zod. I don't know. This was, uh, according to the Wikipedia, it's the first collaboration between Miller and Quitely since their work on The Authority. And wow. Quitely's first long-form work with a writer other than Grant Morrison. Wow. Jeez. I couldn't... Her, the daughter... I keep. I don't know what the daughter's name is. Nobody but, knows. I mean, she looked... She looked creepily like uh jason todd sidekick <laughs> from uh the run that we read uh-huh. like to like but the sidekick is the one who had like the doll face glued to her <laughs> face like and that's the the cover of issue one was such a 
an uncanny resemblance. It almost creeped me out. Yeah, I don't know. She was wearing a lot of eyeshadow in that first co- cover. Yeah. Uh, let me Google Jupiter's. It was originally called Jupiter's Children. I remember that. Children cover. Because there's Jupiter Circle, right? Is that a. No, Circle is the spinoff, which follows the. Um, the original founding members. Jupiter's Children, cover number one. Let me see. I'm trying to think if like there was a different version of that cover. Maybe she wasn't wearing such heavy eyeshadow. So there's that. So, I mean, I loved it. You know. <laughs> Perfect, seamless transition. No one will just, have ever known that about Jonesy the was gone for the last 30 minutes. I apologize. My son... <laughs> Had a uh, must have been a terrifying nightmare of being thrown in a pool without wanting to swim. <coughs> Woke up in a horror, like I uh, had to be in the night terrors. Oh sweat, God. sweat through his jammies, peed everywhere, Aww, like geez. just beside himself. Were so. you? Was that one of your one of your threats, Jonesy? Were you telling him if he didn't <laughs> no. clean up his toys, you'd throw no. him in the pool? <laughs> no, I I would definitely burn the toys. But I would never throw him into a pool. That's horrifying. I mean, I didn't say you were going to do it, but I'm just saying maybe it was a threat at some point. A threat. I think even, even, even me, I draw a line at some some of the more terrifying threats. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy. There you have it. We got your letters. I'm going to open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. Letters at paperkeg.com. You want to shoot us a letter, we might read it on the era. Jonesy is a. Dale, uh, if per prior episodes, I no longer read emails. You don't read any of so, them? You've read them since uh, the We outburst. need to balance the scales. Uh, I'll read the first one. Boy, from, you, uh, <laughs> we have to make sure to really make sure we want to poke Jonesy on something because if we do, <laughs> we'll hear about it for the next thir- 52 Boy, weeks. He, yeah, he's like a, he just holds that grudge. He'll kick that horse until it's ash. <laughs> My dear friends, Slim and Dale uh, from at top five bananas, he sends a listener lightning round. My personal favorite of our of our ma- emails, uh, Super Mutant Magic Academy by Jillian Tamaki, a hilarious web comic collection set in a school for witches and mutants. Imagine Harry Potter meets X Men if they were all awkward, horny teenagers that cursed mm-hmm. a lot and played D and D. Thank you at top five bananas on the Twitter. Fantastic. Super Mutant Magic Academy. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to Google that right now. Uh, next is a, such a beautiful subject to an email. Sent with adoration and thanks. Paper keg gents. Hi, guys. It's been a while since I have written in and wanted to reach out to you guys for some insight and or perspective regarding a situation I have found myself in. Basically, I feel as if I have become burned out in regards to the comic book world. Amen, I don't know. Sorry, I don't know whether it has to do with the com- volume of comics I was reading, the number of relaunches and renumbering that keeps occur- occurring, or that life has simply caught up to me. I haven't read a single issue comic in probably two months, and maybe I've only read one trade paperback in the last three months. 
How do you guys prevent the comic fatigue or deal with those feelings of being burned out? It must be hard, particularly with Slim, to constantly feel the pressure to read. Never wanted my hobby to become work, and that is how it has felt these last six to nine months. I just can't keep up. Also, the cost of single issues these days makes it very hard to try something new. Have you or any of the other listeners out there been through this? I don't want to give up on my favorite hobby because there's so much good stuff out there. Anyways, even though I haven't been reading comics, I have not missed an episode and Find Your Podcasts gets me excited to start reading again. Thanks so much for all you do. Uh, Joe, that's at Joker's Asylum. Uh, Jonesy and I met the man in person, I believe, at the comic book shop in Wilmington, Delaware. Wonderful, wonderful man. We did meet him. You guys Uh, were doing a signing, I think, at the shop that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's can't be denied. I mean, we have <laughs> what an awkward pause after I made that joke comment. It was almost like, how do we do we continue with that? Is that real right. in the podcast world? Will people believe us? Uh, so, comic fatigue. I think I'm still in the throes of it, um, and only because I think when we started when we started the show, I just like jumped into the deep end of the pool without being asked, you know, uh, whole hog, if you will. That sounds like a night terror. Yes, <laughs> it does sound like a night terror. So I, um, I, I feel like I'm like tapping the brakes like we were so many episodes ago with comics as a whole. Not because I don't think it's good or there's value or there's quality material, none of that. I think just me. Uh, like you, Joe, I just think there's periods of oversaturation and you just need to walk away from it and uh, come back. Like I don't, like I understand the need to collect, right? To like have every single issue, a bag and board. That's very tactile. It makes sense to me. That kind of comic reader makes sense to me. But people that read nonstop all day and have these super informed conversations, uh, conversations about it all day, every day, like I don't have that kind of stamina. One week, one book a week, talked about amongst friends like that's my wheelhouse so i guess single issue is like i'm super burned out on that right now yeah it's i mean jonesy jonesy nailed it like the we have a podcast right so there's a part of us that has to keep doing it and by has has to we don't have to but we do you know what i mean meaning dale would kill us in our sleep if right. we ever even approached if, the if, topic, if the uh, the subject gets approached jokingly, even in our texts, uh, I will I will lose my mind. Delgo's full alarm threatened when, when even those jokes start sprouting. Oh, like yeah. I imagine the day that I text, like you know what, guys, I don't think I can continue on. I'm gonna come home. All the lights in my house are gonna be out. Dale's gonna be like in my Barker lounger, and I get in, and he just turns the lamp on. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting Jones, for Is you. there something you want to tell us right now? You don't think you can, no, can go on? I'm continue? having a great time. 250 more, babes. <laughs> the The thing is, I mean, oh, man, it's it, like you're into it and you're reading and you're reading. And then I don't know when... The time comes. I I don't I don't believe it's the numbering and the renumbering. Um, but for me personally, Secret Wars, I can say did it for me, and not. I can't say that it's 
uh, you know, the fault of Secret Wars alone. I wasn't fed up with the concept or something, but I was like, this is a nice point for me to just lose all the subscriptions I had, my pool box, I stopped reading, and because they're not going to have those titles again anyway. And then and then eventually, like, your whatever time you devoted to reading comics in your personal life, like, it somehow gets conf- consumed doing other stuff, and I couldn't even tell you what that is. Maybe it's going to bed two hours earlier every mm. night for the past nine months like I've been doing, where I used to be able to stay up. I, I can't do that now i don't that could be it i don't know what it is but it's it's hard to get back into it that's for sure and i'm almost content to say and i don't want to sound like a snotty face you know like a snot nose like premium comic reader but i'm almost content to say i'm content reading a volume for paper keg every week and that be enough Mm. like i can i'm kind of staying on the periphery of like kind of where comics are at by uh, by social media and stuff, and eventually I'll start reading, you know, a new number one. But it's so it's so difficult because once I start reading the one, I, I'll just want to read a ton more. And financially, right now, I can't do that, and it's it's tough. I mean, I so Joe, I support you. Like, get back into it when you feel like you can. I think um, I, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without being a negative on the people that get burned out. But there's more comics out there than the big two, than weekly comics. I think that's easy to get burned out on weekly comics. But, I mean, you have to expand your mind a little bit and read the Black Rivers of the World or the 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 Nanjing that we read a couple weeks ago. Because you don't really find them. I mean, we barely even found that. That's not like a weekly book you kind of just stumble on because you're reading Daredevil or Green Lantern or whatever. Not that I'm saying, mm-hmm. Joe, that's all, that's all you read, but to the to the other listener, you have to really t- take a break and do some digging to see what people are reading that's not, you know, Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel Volume 6, you know? Because, I mean, I was paging through the previews catalog which was a mistake because I just felt like I want to drown myself. There's just so much stuff out there every month. You have to seclude yourself and go to different places, go to like, you know, wired to find like, what are, what's, what's wired reading in comics that I'm not, or just like other places. Like you need to leave the news for a little bit and change it up. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, for me, it's very overwhelming because my go-to, like if I'm going to read any books, I feel like I want to start, I want to read my Spider-Mans and my, you know, uh, my Silver Surfers. But it's so easy to forget that, like, once you buy those and, like, for me, if you listen to my flaps in the past where I needed to buy two buttercream donuts plus whatever else, like, I would need to buy my Spider-Mans and my my Silver Surfers and my Wolverine and the X-Men's and then I could try something new. But that's the majority of your budget right there. Like that's 15 to $20 a week potentially if you're not careful. And just like Marvel books and then like I know Sarah Titus at the comic book shop would say like that's not going away. Like it's sure you vote comics with your dollar but for something like a Marvel 
it's going to come out whether you buy it or not, and it's going they're going to cancel it whether you buy it or not kind of thing. So maybe try to just like find something else that comes out definitely once a month and isn't double shipped. I say don't I say don't other. go monthly. You go poking around in the trade rack for Fanographics yeah. books. You know? Yeah, I will say before we move on to the next letter, before Owen was born, I definitely tried to get back in by doing Dark Horse back issues. Like, I just started trying to collect Hellboy. You know, single issues, every place I stopped, seeing what they had. And they're not expensive, unless unless you're buying, like, the first issue of Hellboy signed by Mignola. I mean, you're not really paying tons of money. So, like, I went back and I think I collected, you now Hellboy 1 through 40, just through my travels over, like, two or three months. And then when Owen was born, that was it. The nail hit the coffin. Literally, I think the week before he was born, I finished putting everything in the long and short boxes stacked them in my garage, threw a tarp over them so they wouldn't get moisture damage, and there they sit. So I think it's one of those situations where I tried, and I just don't have the stamina. I don't know. Neither does like letters audio. Doesn't have the stamina either. That was, that was like a great even, discussion, though. <laughs> that was a good discussion. I mean, because you could debate it forever. It's There's so many aspects to it. I mean, you just... Like, I just while Slim is talking with his beautiful mouth, I think about Deadly Class and how deep and how deep the Deadly Class catalog is. Paper Girls. I want to read Paper Girls, but Yeah, I know it's 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 tough, Joe. Joe, great letter, great discussion. Uh Fantastic. move it on to next letter, subject line, thank you. Uh hello gentlemen. Longtime listener, first time emailer. Whoa. Just wanted to drop a gushing and teeth rotting <laughs> rotting note <laughs> saying how this podcast is absolutely without a doubt the greatest thing to happen in the history of the known world. Mm, wow. Curing diseases, space exploration, awesome. world peace, all pale to Slim's welcoming new listeners to the show. Jonesy's letter song and Dale, my goodness, quite possibly the holder to the key of my heart. Uh, with your down-to-earth, funny and good nature personalities, even slim, this show is a must. Did he uh, say even slim, or did you add that? In <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, that must have been a typo. Uh, okay. I think that was in the original draft. Uh, Dale underscore A, slim and Jonesy, plus comic books, plus microphones, equals life-changing stuff. Uh, I cannot tell you how much I enjoy tuning in every week, hearing my favorite East Coasters discussed, amazing, discussed, or discussed, uh, amazing books I would have never checked out. Uh, the Miracle Man episode is what pulled me in, and I can't stop book jug, tech smoke, and the flap. When does the quality stop? The answer is never. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for what you've given to the comic book community and nerds like me everywhere. I will now be joining the pledge and sending some well-deserved money your way. Thank you all. Kindest regards, Marcus H. P.S. Jonesy's Babe... And the letter song make me smile so much, I now might have to look into having Botox applied to my face to remove this stupid wow. expression. Wow. And that, of course, Marcus H., great letter. Uh, love hearing a new voice uh, that doesn't just praise Slim. So thank you for that, Marcus. <laughs> we appreciate adding you to the hall of legacy friends of the show. Uh, welcome uh, to the family. Amazing letter. 
Yeah, that was a super sweet letter, Marcus. Thank you. And thank you for letting us know what uh, episode pulled you in. I'm always curious to hear what episode maybe caught the eye of somebody. And, and, and anybody else who wants to email us, like how they found the show to begin with, along with what episode pulled them in. I um, wonder what it was about Miracle Man. Oh, I remember that discussion being amazing. It was an amazing book, wasn't it? it was. How about this uh, breaking news, probably old news when show posts, but I found it just fascinating. But the other Wachowski sibling is also transgender now. They both are. Oh, they both are? Yeah. The, the wow, other brother is, is now uh, Lily. What are the chances? Has that ever happened before? Two brothers in the same family? Transgender? It's amazing. I don't, I don't, I don't I have no I idea. Just, I just couldn't believe it. I had no idea. I think uh, I was reading it on the train today. Um, but or it, while we're reading letters. No, I read it on the train today. It was I was reminded of it during the letters. Mm. Um, but apparently some British tabloid was going to out her. So he came out. I'm sorry. She, she came out with a letter announcing it. But man, wow, fascinating. People so fascinating. are fear mongers. Why would you out somebody if that wasn't their choice? Scumbags. They are scumbags. But I really, I guess they all bent out of shape. Dale, the next letter. Let's go. <laughs> next up, uh, back in the saddle again is the title of the the uh, this email. But our friend, legacy friend, Paul Puck. Thank you, Paul Puck. What a pleasure to hear Mark's voice again on the podcast. Given the Aerosmith talk in the fireside, I couldn't help but hum a little back in the saddle. I thoroughly enjoyed the book club. I, I purchased the Injustice Volume 1 hardcover many moons ago, but after hearing your reviews, I think I need to bump it up on the to-read pile. I know how that is, Paul Puck. Speaking of reading, I've been working through last year's DC Convergence, and I think I like it better than Marvel's Secret War, but I have a few issues to go. Maybe you all should give it a crack for a book club. I also recently picked up the Five Ronin hardcover, and it would make a perfect read Mm. for a paper keg kimono night. I feel like parting my kimono right now and reading Five Ronin. Oh, man. Lastly, I leave you with a lightning round for Secret War's Age of Apocalypse. The only thing better than Fabian's writing is Gerardo's art in this series. Wolvie kicks butt, Jean Grey melts my heart, and Cyclops is still a tool. Paul, that's because he's a war criminal who's still allowed he's... to walk among the community of superheroes. It's actually not true, Jen. He's actually dead now. Well, that doesn't exonerate him of his crimes. <laughs> I mean, well, he did have the Phoenix Force in him at the time. And uh, guys, just standing up for mutant rights. Remember yeah. that Avengers by murdering his mentor, you know. Also how a did, mutant. Uh, Slim to spoil me and anybody else. Uh, how did he die? Like when? When did that? That's a very good question. It's, I, it, from what I gathered in the Secret Wars world, he died in a battle with the Inhumans. But I don't think it's ever been shown. It's always just kind of been like, oh yeah, but Cyclops died in that battle with the Inhumans. You remember that? Oh. <laughs> So I don't, you know. Bet it had something to do with Black Bolt. I feel like I might have seen a meme um, about, you know, how Mean Girls stopped trying to make Fetch a thing. There's probably a meme out there, stop trying to make the Inhumans a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Perf. Uh, That's perf. I'm definitely the Mean Girl that's trying to do Fetch. I saw that online. 
I know, but you're... Uh, next letter from dear friend of the show at Top 5 Bananas. He writes again, Hey, fellas, what a run you guys are on. First the flap returns, then Farrington. What's next? Tex-Mec returns to glory? <gasps> Spoilers. The long-awaited debut of the Nominity Gauntlet? Title pending. Either way, the wing column is filling up fast. Speaking of Farrington, I was surprised he didn't reprise his role of letter reader. Was that just an oversight, or did Jonesy not want to share the letters with anyone else? Oh, uh, here we go. Perhaps yes, you guys Slim just... is a scumbag. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Perhaps you guys just thought it was best to avoid cornering that sleep-deprived Tasmanian devil. You know what I mean, babe? <laughs> Last episode, you guys talked about superhero animated TV shows a bit. I was raised on X-Men, Spider-Man, and Batman, the animated series, but I've never seen any of the DC animated movies. Have you seen any? And if so, which ones are worth watching? Keep up the great work, babe. Top five bananas. I'll give you my quick recommendations. Definitely watch Under the Red Hood and The Dark Knight Returns Animated Adaptions Part 1 and 2 or something quite magical. Uh, And I think... Though I have not seen it, the Wonder Woman one is held in high regard. So I think I think Green Lantern. No, First I'm flight? thinking of uh, New Frontier. Oh, New Frontier is, is very good as well. Mm-hmm. I have seen that one, but I don't I think s- I've seen uh, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. I can't remember if that's any good because the art style of that one was similar to Ed McInnes's actual art style. Yeah. Uh, the only one I think I've seen was First Flight. I liked that. Mm. That was good. Hmm. I definitely haven't seen Green Son of Batman or Robin of War or whatever new movies they're making recently. Yeah, there, there's a few Batman ones out. There's another one that I think Nightwing and the crew are stars that just came out. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the, the one you're talking about. They just re-released a bunch uh, with like either the graphic novel with the DVD in the back, or the graphic novel is uh, digital with the Blu-ray. But I know they I sometimes mean, kick around on Amazon Prime, but I think iTunes had some incredible deal where it was like 20 movies for like 70 bucks. Jeez, that's pretty crazy. It was some insane deal, and I don't, I don't think, I think I passed on it, but I think I kicked myself because I probably would go back and watch it. Batman Bad Blood. It's actually an original story, not based on a comic book. That's the one that just came out. Hmm. Batman wow. The Killing Joke apparently has been announced. Really? It's interesting. Uh, what I did like about these is that they're all still voice cast by Andrea Romano, who cut her teeth on Batman the Animated Series. So like, there's a lot of continuity. Like Sometimes they'll get Tim Daly to come back, or they'll get the guy who did... The uh, Superman from Justice League, George Newburn. It's weird how they do that. Like, I wonder why they switch it up. Sometimes they get the originals and sometimes they change it. I think, mm-hmm. and I could be wrong, but what I gather is, like, the stuff that's supposed to be, like, a spiritual successor to the original Batman and, like, the Timverse gets the original cast, but the ones that are kind of, like, going off on their own... Maybe New 52, they get a new cast. Because what's his name? Uh, Bruce Greenwood plays the role of Batman in a lot of the new, newer generation DC stuff. So like in Young Justice and Under the Red Hood and another, 
film that I can't recall. It's all Bruce Greenwood. So I think there's, I think for the big films, they go get Kevin Conroy and all that. But I think Bruce Greenwood is like their backup modern Batman. I'm on the um, the wiki for the DC animated movies, and apparently, some they're able to cite the gross of these movies. So, Jonesy, numbers man. Oh, God. If you had to say the gross of, uh, let's say, um, Batman The Dark Knight Returns Part 1. Can you tell me how much it costs to make so I can base my answer on that? I can't do that. I'm sorry. $28 million. The correct answer, $5 million. Oh, God. I guess DC would love it if my numbers were right. The highest one was the the first one listed, Superman Dubs. They brought in twelve million. Wow! Uh, the most recent one from July twenty fifteen, not counting the one I just talked about, Justice League: Gods and Monsters, two million. So, what are they costing trend. to make? I mean, they got they got to be making money, or they wouldn't keep pumping them out, right? Who knows? Who knows what their biz mod? Is over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if we'll get Affleck to do one. And uh, that sounds that sounds silly. Other guy. What's his Does, face? Isn't he asking for like forty million dollars for like the Batman movie or something? Y- that something can't crazy. be a real price tag. You don't know. No How human you know? being <laughs> is worth forty million dollars to do a job. I'm sorry. Did you see those headlines where he was like rewriting the script as he was in the Batman suit? <laughs> we'll see how. Uh, He's see Batman. He could say he wants forty million, and they'll pay him forty million. I mean, what's that movie he directed? Uh... Argo. <laughs> there is another one. Gone Baby Gone. <laughs> gone Baby Gone. This guy Ben Affleck has talent behind he, that. Camera. I will. I will say, as a director, he is superb. If there's a rumor that, I mean, if I were DC, I'd be like, listen, Ben, B, you can go to write and direct your own Batman ben, movie. Babe. Sure. I would. I would let him do it. Yeah. I was, and then I'd whisper, I'd whisper to him, anything to get this Zack Snyder guy out of here, Ben. <laughs> I will tell you, the third trailer they cut showing Bruce in action, I thought was better than the previous two trailers. I feel like the one scene of him running into the smoke and rubble of a collapsing building was like all you really ever need to show about Bruce Wayne. Like yeah. he just runs like face first into the <laughs> collapsing building. Like, yeah, that's it. You nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all you need to show. And that's character. So are, I have to ask a question before our last letter. So are we getting Dark Knight Returns aged retiree Batman? Or are we getting young in his yeah. prime Batman? For the for the Affleck? For the B the BVS. I think I think he I think he'd probably be aged again. Maybe he, he returned well, he's gonna be in the Justice League movies. Maybe this is like a story in between the Justice League movies. Hmm. I mean, there's also rumors that this movie isn't tracking quote tracking well and that it's adjusting their plans for justice league movies Ooh, so you're saying Zack snyder's track record is still pretty essy uh that's not what i'm saying that's what you're implying that's what i would not say that about my that's boy what Zach. the hollywood power brokers are saying <laughs> was it you who was trashing the hollywood power brokers or was that dale during one tom cruise episode we did where you were talking about the people the Hollywood people. What, what, I'm trying, I can't remember what episode that was, but I, that sounds vaguely familiar. That reminds me, I'm watching Jack Reacher tonight before I go to bed. 
3 a.m. Five, just five. Yeah, I was going to say five a.m. <laughs> just uh, push. You know, if you, back if Tom hours. was on was around, he'd be like Jonesy. You know what? You can watch that another day. Go get that extra two hours sleep, babe. He would you because you deserve he's a man it. of people. <laughs> he'd say, uh, "When uh, I was with uh, Paul Newman, and he'd call me kid." He'd say, "Kid, get some sleep," and then he'd do his laugh. But uh, do we have another letter before we, we uh, wrap up this uh, show in a bow? We have one stinger. <laughs> we have one stinger. You want to read it there, Dale? One stinger. Uh, throwback to earlier in the show, bringing up Sarah Titus, the comic book shop. How come y'all haven't read Saga yet? Mm, good wow. question. All I have to say is, soon? Well, I don't know, because I think the the poll... The Twitter poll chose our next book club, remember? We all forgot about that oh, Twitter that's poll. That's right. The Twitter poll. Sure did. Across the Saga streams. hasn't been tracking well as far as uh, Paper Keg. <laughs> this Hollywood Power Brokers. The Paper Keg Power Brokers. <laughs> I'd like to read the, uh, the uh, what is it, the first deluxe edition of Saga. Ooh. You probably own it, don't you? It's got like four I copies. Don't. Probably propping up that laptop. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> bleep that out <laughs> next week the twitter poll has spoken preacher returns to the show i don't know what trades we're doing i'm not sure if we're doing the you know deluxe maybe it's like the first two or three stay tuned <laughs> to the internet end of this podcast We'll see everybody next week. Affleck's $40 million. Is that like, can we do some research as the intern I mean, here? Is that a real could, price tag? We could, prob- we could probably punch this up on the uh, internet machine here. The uh, internet adding machine. Ben Affleck BVS salary. No, this is for the Batman movie salary. The, the, the rumored... He probably gets a piece on the back end. Oh, that's yeah, what, that's uh, the, it's got to be the back end. The back I mean, end. that's Power Broker 101. Back end yeah. points, they call Absolutely. it. How many points? Yeah. yeah. How well appointed is your back end contract? Yeah. 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 I'm doing some quick Googling. You know, I don't see anything yet. I'm trying to pinpoint where I heard these rumors. It's probably probably on the Hollywood Reporter as a thing that I think exists. THR? Mm. Yeah, THR Report, they call yeah. it on the Twitters. Yeah. Hashtag THR. <laughs> oh, boy. Not saying it. 
Cinema Blend. Cinema Blend. I feel like maybe it was thirty million. You know. <laughs> sounds you know that sounds like it could be it too. Yeah, it's got to be it. Thirty mil. Bat Fleck. I mean, you know, these, these basketball players are making fifteen million a year. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, but they're not making forty. Like I feel like forty's hefty. It's got to be the back end. You know how much did a uh, Robert Downey Jr. make on that Avengers too? I probably make it's got to be like twenty five sol- million. They just paid him in solid gold bars. At that Robert point, Robert Downey Jr. make for the Avengers too. Oh my! This is first result. Everyone sitting down with their drawers around their ankles, ready to just explode. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should take this call in the bathroom right now. Earnings can uh, let's see. Iron Man Robert Downey Jr.'s earnings continue to skyrocket thanks to his roles in Avengers: Age of Ultron and the forthcoming Civil War, for which he is commanding a reported forty million dollars. <laughs> wow! Yeah, shasha, are these for like all nine appearances or just Cap? He's this getting is forty for Civil War Cap one film. That's it. <laughs> Oh, God. Midnight showing, Cap 3, Civil War, two and a half hours long. I'm going to pay cash, and all my bills I'm going to write for Downey, just so my money can directly go into his hands, because I figure that's what's going to happen. Holy crap. I have to say, like, Downey June, for Downey June. RDJ, as they call him. God, Oof. commanding. I mean, you can't even deny him that, though. I mean, like Affleck, you this is your first movie like, to prove yourself. Forty million? No. You know what? I I feel like Jonesy. I accept your apology. You know, you shunned me. The mere idea that an actor could command forty million dollars. I believe my exact quote was: "No human being should make forty million dollars for anything." But. Was that your exact quote? I, I think so. If you go back it and pull the for quote. It jo- was for a job. I remember the quote. It was for a job. Yeah. Right. That's your opinion, yeah. Gen Z. Nobody's curing world hunger for $40 million a year. I'll tell you that much for free. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what else is going on? 